I'm back, people. I know I've been away for a minute, but I'm back. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of the Lost in the Game podcast. As always, I'm your host, Antoine. With me for this episode, I have two very special guests from Dog Mentality OC. I have William James and Anthony Dobley Wolf. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So I guess uh, we can go ahead and start with you, William. Uh, you can go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us uh, where, you, where you got your start in American football. And then uh, tell us where your journey has taken you through the sport. All right. Uh, yeah, so my name is Will or William James. I got an English father, but a Swedish mom. That's why I got the English name. Uh, 31 years old now, and I play DB. So I started in Sweden when I was about 14 or 15, I think, 14. I played for a local team here called Arlanda Jets um, and had some pretty decent early success playing for like the regional team and then going on to playing for the national team a little bit and set my sights on playing in college. I, you know, I watched a bunch of highlight videos. I thought it looked sick. So I just like, I want to go play there. Uh, reached out to a bunch of schools and ended up at the University of North Dakota. Uh, and I played for them for four years. So I was a two-year starter on and off there my last two years uh, after university of north dakota i went over and played in the gfl for the dresden monarchs for three seasons and had some good success there too gfl all-star a bunch of accolades so that was a good time and after that i took a break went over to australia played uh, rugby for about 14 months while working with racehorses and uh, kind of enjoying the australian life and what they do out there before getting an opportunity to jump back to the cfl in twenty uh, twenty, so I did that. We had a the COVID set it back in the whole year, but I got drafted by the Montreal Alouettes, and I went to camp with them for a full month. Uh, got cut the last, the very last cut, and ended up with the Roslaw Panthers shortly after that. Uh, after that, by the this current season, I went over to the uh, Leipzig Kings, and I'm enjoying my time now with them, and I've resigned for another year with the Leipzig Kings. Awesome. Now you, you said you're 31, so I'll, I kind of want to take it back a little bit. Uh, how how difficult was it, or how persistent did you have to be in your earlier years trying to make that jump from playing football in Sweden and then uh, getting a college team to actually look at you? Uh, it's it's hard. I think I emailed probably around two to three hundred schools. Honestly, I got some responses from uh, some Division two and three schools. But uh, I was pretty set on trying to go to some type of D1. And if it didn't work out, I was ready to just transfer down. Because back then, you didn't have the free transfer. Yeah. Uh, but it was hard. I think when I first got in there, the raw skill sets I kind of had. Like, I was decently strong. Like, we, we, I was already introduced to working out, like, lifting weights and stuff at age of 16. So I had mm -hmm. some raw materials to work with. But in terms of technique and skill, it was just, you know, once I was there and able to compete with that level, I, st I stayed every summer to just, you know, go against our top receivers and do extra work with them to try and catch up. And it worked out pretty all right. That's great. That's great. All right, Anthony, uh, go ahead. You can uh, introduce yourself. Uh, tell us where you found your start in American football and then tell mm -hmm. us what journey kind of took you throughout the sport. All right. Yeah, my name is Anthony Dabley, now Dabley Wolf. Um, yeah, I started when I was 19. That was in November 2007. I started to play 
in Grenoble, my hometown. And uh, yeah, basically I just went to, I had a friend at school that was playing for the team and he told me to come and watch a game. And the very next week uh, I started to play just because, just like we'll say, I thought it, it looked good. I was, that's an exciting game. I want to play. I want to, I wanted to be a running back at first. And then they, they had me to play receiver. And um, yeah, um, right away I had some success. The very next year I won a scholarship to go to Louisiana Tech. But I was, although I was 19, I wasn't, first of all, there is, there is no, there is no track. There is no uh, antics. It is tough, like, for me to go and, and uh, convince my mom that uh, this, is, this is what I'm going to do. And you have to help me. I grew up only with my mom. My, my dad left when I, was, when I was 10. And then, so for my mom, it was like, you got to go to school and everything. And basically, when I, when I started to play football, this is the exact same year when uh, I entered in architecture school. But they okay. gave us, uh, they gave us a, a, an example of an American dude that became an architect at 42. I can become an architect at 42. I can become a football player at 42. So this is why I decided like, to pursue uh, American football. So with that, that um, with me not being mature enough, not supported enough, uh, uh, I could not. Um, I mean, I I did. I went to 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 go to uh, to get the SAT, to get the TOEFL. Um, I traveled, and every time I had this information, I was too late. So I was pushing back like um, um, my start in that school. And at some point, the head coach uh, went to Tennessee, and then the contact that we had like was lost. So then. We are in 2011. I'm trying to go um, to Canada. I cannot for the first year. Uh, and then um, just because uh, I had to do my visa and the team, uh, the team said, oh, um, we're going to uh, buy your, your plane ticket. And they didn't buy my plane ticket, although I did my visa and everything. So the very next year, um, I just bought my ticket and I, and I arrived there. So I was in the University of Laval. So I played, I played five seasons. Uh, for um, the Centaur of Grenoble. And then after that, uh, I went to Canada. I went to Canada, did the camp and everything. And that was the, that was the, the first time my, my encounter with uh, pro football. Because in France, the practices are not filmed. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are now, but they, they were not filmed. Um, and uh, we were practicing twice a week. When I arrived in Canada... Uh, let's say for a season, if you go like there's 52 weeks in the year for 20 weeks, I, uh, I would have practiced like uh, twice, a, twice, a, twice a week there uh, in Canada, the camp was 20 days, 20 days of two a day. So basically that's the same amount of practice I would have had in, in six, six months. Plus everything is filmed. You are corrected on everything. Would it be drills, uh, seven on seven? I mean, that was more receivers in Canada. But I realized that even in 20 days, I improved so much. And then I stayed for the whole season, although I couldn't play because it changed eligibility rules. So then we are now in uh, January 2013. I come back to Europe and I decide to go to the best level available to me. And I try to go to the States, didn't work. Try to go to Canada, didn't work. I'm going to go to, I'm go to Germany and I'm just going to try to dominate and be, um, um, get recruited or be seen by somebody. So this is what I did, and I played for the Berlin Rebels, uh, only the, the last six game of the season. I had almost 700 yards, uh, eight touchdowns, and, and then I got recruited for 2014 by the New York Alliance. This is where, uh, for two seasons, I played there. Um, 
we won the German Bowl twice. We won the Euro Bowl at like 2,400 something yards. And um, on top of that, uh, 32 touchdowns, I believe. And then I did my highlight tape and I put my highlight tape on YouTube. And then Adam Dirty uh, is an English uh, football player who played in NFL Europe. Uh, and he's now the, 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 the defensive line coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, he saw my highlight on YouTube and uh, he brought me to uh, Florida to train. And then uh, in Florida, I grew up, when I grew up, I was doing Taekwondo. And mm-hmm. uh, so we are in Florida at, um, in Boca Raton, uh, XP Sport. And that's the end of the day. So I'm kicking the bags, like the bags that we use for football. I'm just kicking it just because I can. And uh, they, they train MMA fighters over there. So then there's a football agent that comes in and is like, hey, this guy MMA? No, he does football. Oh, yeah? So can I see his highlights? Yeah. Then he sent my, can I send his highlights to, to some teams? So, yeah. So then he did it. And then the very next day, the Seahawks wanted to try me out. The Cowboys, the, um, maybe Jackson, six teams. Uh, I don't remember all the teams, but in the program that they were trying to build that is now called NFL Pathway Program, uh, they were, and OZ played for the Giants. So he's like, hey, that's a bad look. If you go up and sign for another team, the Giants are going to ask me. So I go um, to the first team, the Giants, and then after the, the workout, uh, they sign me. So uh, I'm not – this is uh, when I sign with the Giants for the first time. Uh, with an NFL team for the first time, and then I got I got cut. Last cut didn't really get an opportunity to showcase um, what I could do, and uh, then Adam um, brought me to Florida again, uh, put together a video, sent it to the Falcons. The Falcons tried me out, and then uh, I go I go and sign with them. And then I really like my time. If I have to compare, I really like my time with. Uh, with the, the Falcons, I loved it just because they knew like, who they wanted as, a, as receivers. I saw was Julio, Sanu, uh, Gabriel Taylor. And that's um, why they gave us no I mean, uh, the second game we played, and uh, for the most part, like the second quarter, and against the first defense of the Steelers, and uh, made some catch. And this, just this opportunity was, that was just different. Uh, yeah, Nick Williams. The, um, he's a short white dude, but so much technique. He's so sharp. He, he played for six years in the NFL, so it stays a lot. And he was like staying after the after 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 trainings to to show me like some releases, uh, show me some techniques, so show me some stuff like to to recover and be be in touch. The training camp. So yeah, this is where I made like seven catches, and then after that, uh, I still got cut. Remember, I'm 28, uh, and uh, and yeah. After that, I came back to to to, to Germany. I played for the I played for the New York Alliance, tore my Achilles right away um, on the third uh, in the third quarter, um, and then I played for the the Invaders. So we in 2018, 2019. Now I played for the Invaders. 2020 that was COVID year, so we didn't play. And then 2021 and 2022, this is when I played for the Leipzig Kings. And last season, this is where I met uh, William James. Quite a journey. So when you first started mm-hmm. out playing uh, playing ball, did you ever imagine that you would, even though your time was short, did you ever imagine that you would make it to the NFL? That was my goal. If you asked anybody, like, they thought I was crazy. They, they used to make fun of me. Like, hey, what do you want to play? I was like, I'll play in the NFL. And everybody was laughing. But that was my goal. I mean, 
the the thing that that I believe, and I think this is this is the the crucial part. This, you have to believe in yourself. And what made me believe, I think that was the draft in 2000, uh, 2006, or maybe there, I don't know, I don't remember when uh, Julio and AJ Green got drafted. Mm-hmm. When they got drafted, I think that's 2008, maybe. When they got drafted, I, I just I just watched like the, like the measurable, like the hand size, uh, yeah. wingspan, uh, size, weight, uh, weight. And I was to AJ Green. Uh, remember, I, I look a lot like Julio on paper, but he's much faster. He did track and everything, so he's much faster receiver. But my 40 was the the 40 of AJ Green. And this is when I believe, I was like, hey, if if I do what... Because before the draft, like they talk about the, the attributes of the, of the receiver. Why is it going to be a first round? Great hand uh, uh, eye coordination, speed, uh, goes eye. Uh, I point the ball really well. So only with those because uh, back in the days I wasn't like that like all the all the the content and all the those videos uh, that that the NFL produces and puts on YouTube for free before it was like um, this is where this is how I learned English basically but I was I was speaking like everything that they were saying about those receivers that looked like me and I was trying to copy what they were doing and 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 put in my game Got it. Stuff, okay. then maybe maybe I will get noticed. Yeah. And you just with, with without a without a plan in place with just your just your belief in yourself and and seeing the measurables and, and comparing yourself to yeah to some of the to, to some of the best receivers in the game. You just yeah. instantly said, "This is it. This is this is the path I want to get on." And however I get there, I get there, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, and and looking back, it's it's quite quite scary. And I understand why it was even tough for me to to sell it to my mom. How can you sell it? Like there's, if you remember, like one point eight percent of the the NCAA athletes, NCAA football players, make it to the NFL. What is yeah. my stat? What is my the probability that I make it? <laughs> with with no college experience, with nothing. Like that was less than zero percent. Or zero point one or zero point something. So yeah. I understand that it was tough for to sell it to my mom and for for other people to believe. But I believe because there's, I mean, there's there's no path now. You have the the NFL pathway and everything, but before that, you just have to believe in yourself and hope for the best. We'll move forward to what you got. What you guys are currently doing um, with dog mentality. Explain what you guys are doing to help athletes. Okay, my, so our friend created this platform. For, for for kids or even like a, a little older players to get coaching at the position by people that that have have been to the professional level. If if let's say I'm Anthony Dablin and I'm back at 19 and I'm trying to do something with football, mm-hmm. there is there is no structure. There's no there's no path if you are outside of um, of America to get coached properly. To understand like what are the needs like to to really like even even for for some teams it is tough like to understand how to structure a practice how to practice how to put together a playbook like the understanding behind the game um, elevate the 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 IQ of the players Every, all that thing is tough 
for us that have been through it, like we we can provide it and we can we can give it to 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 European and young players. And basically, Dog Mentality is a platform that gives the opportunity to be coached one on one by somebody at your position to help you reach your goals realistically. Because um, yeah, just this last weekend, I was with um, a, a young man called Nomel from Belgium, and I would have. For me, it's like, I mean, it's life. Is like this opportunity is like I get the chance to be the guy that I I, I would have needed to okay. to to you know to, uh, yeah. to 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 be helped and everything. Like I'm, I'm I think this week I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to his mom. I'm gonna be you, you know just just doing anything for for the kid. He's, he has great potential. He's only 16. Remember, I started when I was 19. He started when he was 13. Uh, he has like. A, four or five from what I, from my research, like he has a four or five ability. I would tell him like, go do some track, go do this, go do that, create some content. Let me coach you. Let me correct you. Uh, at some point, like maybe you can talk to some friends of yours, uh, to your team. I can come and uh, for a couple of days and, uh, you know, um, just structure practice, tell you how to practice, coach, give, give some tips because I, I, I still learn so much being 27, 28 in the NFL. All those things that I've learned, if I can, if I could have learned like before, that would have given me like um, a better opportunity once I was in the NFL. Because you, you, you're supposed to be a finished product when you're in the NFL. You're not supposed to learn when you're in the NFL. You're supposed just to produce, you know. So yeah, basically, Doug Mentality is this this platform, this this missing link uh, to to link like the players from from Europe because any players that I talk to, I've been in their shoes. All right, I've been to the NFL. But but I'm I'm from France. I'm from France. I started just like you. I was paying for everything. I was paying for my helmet. I was paying for my pads. I was paying for and and I ended up being a pro football player. So I can tell you, I can I can I can adapt to you, and I can I can give you like everything I can. Would it be on and off the field to 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 basically like give you the best opportunity to reach your goal? Remember, like not everybody has to go to the NFL. But even if you want, I don't know if your goal is to be a pro, like in Germany, and be a pro in the ELF, and that's your goal, and it's good. I'm, I'm gonna help you out. Basically, it's for me a chance to, um, to yeah, to pass forward like what I've learned, and and give it to somebody else for 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 him to do to do better than I did. Gotcha. Hey, well, I'll I'll pass this question to you. Uh, Anthony said something that stuck out to me about setting realistic goals. How important is it uh, for you to to teach these athletes how to set uh, realistic, achievable goals at first, and then ultimately, like, for them to be realistic within themselves? Like, how important is is it for a person or athlete to set realistic, achievable goals? I mean, I think the realistic goals are always good for like as a stepway to like because I mean, whatever you dream, I think you should go for and. Mm. Uh, I think anybody can achieve kind of like what they set their head to. And like, even if you don't like, at least you gave it all to reach that dream, but realistic goals is definitely a huge part of it. And there can be like stepping stones, anything from, you know, a combine, for example, is like a barrier of entry to a lot of places. So like, may, that's an easy goal setting. Like you need 225 for X amount of reps. If you're in this position or you need this type of speed, if you're playing safety or, you know, stuff like that. And those are all realistic goals for anybody, I think to achieve. Uh, in terms of football IQ and stuff like that, I mean, any goals that really focus on a process of improvement is going to be the way to go. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, when 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 do you 
this I guess this question could be both for both of you. Uh, because Anthony, you said like you, you watched the draft and you looked at measure you looked at other athletes measurables and you kind of just put your head down and you said from that moment going forward, this is this is what I'm gonna do. I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but this is this is how I'm gonna get to the NFL and I'm gonna work to get there. And you mm-hmm. never stopped grinding and and you made it to the NFL. And and Will, uh, you made it to the you you've played in several professional leagues all over the world. So what 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 kind of do you guys want to instill in these athletes uh, through dog mentality? Like what what are you really trying to uh, get them to hone in on and how important uh, is is that mental belief in yourself and in your dream? You started off, Dudley. What? Did you not hear did you not hear the question? Dudley? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear the last part. It's because I'm in the car. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so what, so what are you, what, uh, what are you instilling, uh, in these athletes through dog mentality? Like how important is the mental aspect and the belief in yourself and in your dream? Yeah. I mean, you started to see the question for me, it, it, realistic goal is really important just because it will build confidence. If you, if you start and be like, yeah, I'm NFL. No, you have, you have to have a goal and then you have to have, steps towards that goal and achievable steps that makes you, okay, I achieved that. So I can achieve the next one and I can achieve the next one. And then I move forward in that direction. And with dog mentality is really to tell you have a plan and have goals. And, and first I have a goal and set up a plan, a plan that you can achieve. And, uh, and, uh, and basically for me, I, I wanted to go to the best level to available to me and dominate at that level. So basically, I wanted to go to, to NCAA, could not. I went to the CIS, could not. So I go to Germany. And then with the opportunity I'm given, I'm trying, I'm trying to dominate. And, and I watch videos. Um, basically, what, what we're doing with Dormitelli is what I did for myself, I'm a help. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a steer the wheel a little bit for, for, for youngins to look in that direction and, and, and to progress. So basically I was watching like any games, any, I was really listening to that com- commentary, like all the, all the attributes of a, of a great receiver, I wanted to put it into my game. So this is what I watch. This is, this is, this is a uh, move myself. This is a uh, practice. This is uh, I change my game to be the guy or to, to, to have those comments made uh, that, I, that are made about the, the NFL receivers, made about me at any level that I play. So, yeah, basically, this is, this is what I'm trying to do with Doug Mentality. This is what I'm trying to do for the kids, if I answer the question. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I'd say, similar to Dable, it's kind of like uh, with the experience that we have and like the, all the other guys, too, on Doug Mentality, it's very hard to see that type of competitive level in Europe and being around, a, you know, when you're at that level, everybody's a dog. Everybody's a freaking animal and beast, like they're freak athletes. So getting that same competitive level and understanding kind of what it takes is what we try and, like, produce for a guy. It's like when we give them a plan, when we give them something to look at or the details or when it comes to even strength conditioning, any aspect of it, it's kind of like when we give a workout plan, it's like this is what it takes. This is what you go through to get to those top levels because we've been there, so we know how to do it for you. And that's why it's so important. Like dog mentality comes down to kind of bringing that competitive 
edge that we find over in North America back to Europe through the channel of us. So we can tell, you know, a 16 year old kid or even a 24 year old man, whatever, that like, this is what it takes. Like you're going to have to work out three to four times a week just in the gym. Plus, you know, whatever amount of field sessions and now you get lucky, you got individual adaptation because you got a one-on-one meeting. You kind of work around a lot of stuff that we face in Europe, such as school work or whatever other things in life. But yeah, that's really what it comes down to. It's just teaching guys what it takes to be a dog. Like what type of guy do you see when you're in the NFL like that? Like they didn't even for myself when I was with the Alouettes, you know, there was a couple of all-star players out there that I played with in that camp. And like, it's a whole different type of mentality. Like they go out there on that field to dominate. And that's at the CFL level. And like when Julio Jones is on the field out there with Dabley, I mean, yeah. he's out there to dominate. He's not out there just to pit a patter around. Like he's coming in there to kill. Like he wants to win. And that's what we're trying yeah. to achieve. Yeah. yeah. And it's every day. It's really every day. It's yeah. every day, every rep. It's how, because I asked the question to Antonio Brown. Uh, I met him in 2018 at the Pro Bowl. And I asked him like, like, bro, you have like all the, all this record, uh, everything like, what motivates you? What, what makes you come to work every day and, and still trying to be the best? Like, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as the guy that, that comes, oh, he could have done this and that, but he did not because he was lazy? Or you want to be remembered as the guy like, yeah, he could have done this and that, but like sometimes you come to practice and he drops one or two ball, or you want to be remembered as like, yo, that guy comes every day to work. He makes crazy catches, like looking just regular. You know, every day is, is, is top shape. It doesn't matter what happens outside when he's on the field, that's a sanctuary, and he's here to dominate. You know, you can expect from him. You can be, he can be like, he's going to be the guy. Like, games on the line, it doesn't matter. Like, throwing the ball is going to make something happen. And it's only because you have that mentality every day come into practice that at some point in the game, we can ask you. Because we've seen, we've seen you all week doing it. We've seen you, like, all season doing it. We've seen you for years doing it. And, and and this is why. And I want I want the, the, the young everything that you see a player doing on, on, on the field come come um would it be Friday, Saturday or Sunday, he's been doing it in practice all week. Maybe for, 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 for weeks, for years. He does that every day. This is why it's it's not like oh I prepare myself a little bit and then I come to game day and uh, then it's going click. No. Those plays those those one end that you that you see Odell doing, he's doing it every day, every practice. I think he, he has made like when I was there, he has made like even crazier catches than the one we've seen in practice. So the the, the practice is you, you play when when they say you play like you practice, it's true. If you practice mm-hmm. like shit, you, you ain't gonna don't expect to produce on the weekend. Cause you are not. You have to come you have to come with intent. When you come to practice, it's because you want to improve. This is how you want to be remembered. This is the type of play you want to be. And you have to take every practice seriously. And it comes, and everything comes from the mental. You don't have to be like Nick Williams. He's really short. He's even like if, if you walk down the street, he's a short human. Played six years in the NFL. Making plays on special teams. Catching footballs. Making DBs look silly just because he works the technique. So everything is possible if you set your mind to it. And you, you got to set your mind right. And you have to understand what the challenge is, where you have to put your mind and how you want to practice and and how you practice is how you want to be remembered. 
Awesome. Yeah, so we, we hear this term a lot, and especially in our sport that we play. Uh, we hear like, oh, he's a dog. Oh, he's a dog. Oh, oh I'm a dog. I'm this, I'm that. Uh, this question is for uh, for both of you. Um, what what components of a person makes them a dog? Like, can you be born a dog or can you make a dog? You can make I a dog believe, for sure. Yeah, you can make a dog. You can be born a dog, but you you can make a dog because um, I can I can say um, if I take myself when I started to play football, I was a one meter eighty eight for seventy kilos. Now one meter ninety four, and I weigh I weigh hundred kilos. So it changed my, the whole perspective. Uh, when I was at school, I didn't really have friends. When I started to play football, then I took the glasses off with lenses. Then, then, then um, you grow some muscles, you grow some confidence. Oh, you can catch, you can win games and stuff. Then you see that the whole, the whole narrative changes because now you have like guys, like remember you're in school, you don't have a lot of friends, but when you come on the field, you have guys on the team that count on you to make your play to make the team win. So it changes your whole personality. And then if you, to be, become a dog, you want to, how can I say that? To become a dog is just like, I'm here to dominate. It, 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 it starts with the mental. You don't have to be the biggest, but if, if, if there is a ball that's in the air, and, and I, I'm talking like a receiver, but like, if, 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 if there's a ball that's in the air, your mentality is like, this ball comes down, I come down with the ball or nobody does. And when you see the plays, like uh, a guy like Julio, he has he even has like a, a defensive highlight tape because if the ball's in the air, the ball is too long, I'm going to make that tackle because the ball is mine on, on nobody. And that's the mentality that he brings to the game, of course, but it's only because he brings that mentality that I'm going to dominate. I'm going to do every little thing right. And, 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 and I bring that, uh, that mentality, the same mentality to practice. This is why I succeed on Sundays or on the weekend. It, it's, it's a mentality. You have to come. This is why I say you have to come to practice with intent. Don't come to practice like feet dragging and stuff. Like, I come to practice because I have something to accomplish. Every practice, any practice, would it be in the gym, would it be on the, on, the, on the field, would it be like watching film. You have to do everything with intent if you want to improve, if you want to be a dog. You have to, be, you have to apply the dog mentality to every step of, of, of your game. What about you, Will? I kind of agree with Dobley there, too. It's like pretty much to me, a dog is somebody, you know, no matter what, you keep competing, you keep showing up, you got grit. So, you know, everybody's going to have a bad day, but, you know, it's who, you know, what type of guy are you going to be? Are you going to bounce back and make a difference or are you going to walk around and moat? And to me, a dog is somebody, you know, you show up, you do that work every time, no matter what happens. So, I mean, there's always going to be a time somebody makes a catch on you, your DB or you know, somebody gets a pick on a receiver or whatever, but like, what type of guy are you? You're going to be a guy who just bounces right back and competes again. That to me is a dog. Somebody wants the ball in, in, you know, in crunch time because he's got the confidence that he's built and, you know, he trusts the process. He trusts himself and with his preparation. Gotcha. Uh, this question is for you, Will. Uh, how important is it for you? Because you play on the defensive side of the ball. So how, is it, how important is it for you to, uh, to line up against guys like uh, Dable? And, and to play against four dogs on the other side of the ball. <laughs> Huge, man. That little note, too, from practice. Every time I had a chance, I locked against him. So it was kind of yep. funny, actually. I'll tell a little story here. So in 2016, Dablin, that's when you was with the uh, Lions, right? Yeah. Uh, in, 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 yeah, in uh, 18, when I came back. In 18, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 18, yeah. So I remember he was, um, 
he lined up for some game, but I, he was just coming off the Achilles tear. And I was like, I saw him and I heard my Dabla. I've seen his highlight. Insane. And I got, I remember again, so fucking excited because I knew Dabla been in the NFL. Sorry about cussing, by the way. No, nah, you're I, good. I, I, knew be, <laughs> I knew he'd be in the NFL. So I was like, yo, like if I can compete against this guy, that's huge for me. Because that means, you know, to me, that's an NFL dude. If I'm competing with him, that means I can compete with other guys at that level. Yeah. Sadly, mm-hmm. though, Dabla said wasn't ready to return that day. So now in 2021, when I signed with Leipzig Kings, yeah, or 22 here, then I mm-hmm. I saw him and I was, you know, Dabla, one of my best friends, like he's a great person. Yeah. But I was excited every snap to line up against this guy and compete with somebody as great as him. So great. So every time I had a chance, yeah, it was just good competition. Like, and I wanted the best. So like every time I saw Dabla, and we had another good receiver too, stretch. And like if I any chance I had, I wanted to go against them because that's the two best ones. And that's not putting any disrespect on anybody else, but that's just because I want somebody that I know can beat me. Yeah, yeah. So any given play, like, that's what I want. Like, if they can beat me, that's the guy I want to go against. If mm-hmm. I got somebody who I know I'm going to dominate, that's not that's not fun. Like, I need yeah, a guy that I know going to yeah. beat me. Yeah, so that's – every time I get a chance with that, that's the same thing. And that's the same type of thing, though. I would tell uh, guys that, you know, if they ask me to line up against them, I'd be like, yeah, you better try and beat me. Don't be like sla- – don't slack off. Like, don't take a playoff here in team because, you know, sometimes around Europe we don't have that same push always that you can see over in North America or in the U.S. or whatever. Yeah, so, you know, you got to tell guys like, yo, compete me. You want to beat me. Don't be scared. Try and fucking beat me so we can get going here. Like, I need a good rep. I don't want you to just jog an out route because it's a scout. I want you to catch that ball and beat me. Yeah. Yep. So, um, that, that, that's, that's great. So how, how important is it for these, uh, for these young athletes to, to seek out these camps around New York where they, where they get a chance to compete with all the best around New York? I think I it's say, Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think it's big because, I mean, my first taste was like the national team of actually getting some real competition in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So that became, you know, as a relative experience, that was huge. Now there's a lot more stuff going on, right? you know, with different uh, camps and whatnot and, you know, chances for college. And even if you don't think you might like, if you don't think you have the skill set, then just go and test it. And then you find out. It's like, okay, I wasn't ready this time. Then you go find the right tools. Maybe, you know, dog mentality kind of plugging it there. But like yeah. you find somebody <laughs> to help you along the way to get to that level that you want to be. So if you're in that camp, you feel like, damn, like, this is not go how I wanted to. I was not the person I wanted. Then go find the tools or the ways to get forward. For Dabla back in the day, that was finding YouTube clips and guys to watch. And I did the same thing. I watched Ed Reed, Brian Dawkins. I watched Team and Tyron Matthew later in my career, like some of my favorite safeties. And I watch how they play, read, and move. And I just try to mimic that to however it would apply to me. And like, how can I still improve my game? Even at 31, you know, I'm still studying, still trying to fit find how guys in the NFL move and be like, oh, is that something I can disguise? Is that something I can use? How does this guy play, man? You know, you just got to test yourself. And during games, too, you know, in the ELF, I'm happy. Like, when we played, uh, you know, a couple good teams like Roslaw, they got Malik Jackson, if I remember his last name, right? Like, good receiver. Like, I got excited. I got to line up against their U.S. receiver. That's hell of, you know, it's nice. Same thing. Like, I want to go against these guys, see where I'm at. If they beat me, then okay, cool. Back to the drawing table, get back to it figure out how do you beat me and how do I fix it? And what about, what about you, Anthony? How, how do you, uh, you think it's important for these, for these dudes to seek out um, more competition around Europe and at camps and whatnot? Yeah. I mean, I, I love the camps when I, when I, when I, when I started, um, I think when I came back uh, from the NFL, I, I wanted to give back right away. This is why I started to, um, to do the playmakers camp. Only mm-hmm. thing with the camps is, you see them and you, it's like taking a picture at one moment and you and you try to correct them. 
the difference with dog mentality is that there is a follow. They can give us like um, you know, some film of their practices, some film of them like doing the drills. We can sit down and watch some film. Uh, would it be even in the NFL like to raise the IQ? The, the follow-up is just that much better that I think you can improve so much. I mean, I'm just trying to, there is, there is no structure. There's nothing that is said. This is only the thing that I thought would have helped me. Uh, I have the knowledge and I'm willing to give back. So this is, this is why, like, compared to a camp, um, I love the dog mentality um, structure uh, and the platform and, and, and basically the potential of it. And, uh, but yeah, you have, at the end of the day, it's not like how much you learn, it's how much you can, can you compete? Can you play at that level? Can you dominate? Can you be like the guy we can count on? And, uh, and yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to learn and you have to, you have to practice too. You have to, you have to test like everything that you've learned and, and if you're improving. So yeah, basically just go to all the camps you can. And if you get a chance to, to get good coaching and you have goals and you, and you want to, um, yeah, you want to improve yourself, like in football, like Doug mentality is here. Awesome. Uh, a couple more things, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up. Um, uh, this question is for you both, but uh, what have you guys learned throughout your journey that's kind of helped you with your mental dur durability in the game? And and so what are some things that these athletes can do to help them along the way, like mentally, not not so much physically, because I feel like a lot of these young athletes, they when they start out, they focus on the physical, like I got to be big, strong, fast. Yeah, that's all good, but if you're not mentally strong and mentally, uh, if you can't mentally handle what's thrown at you and be able to adapt, then your all your hard work kind of goes goes to the left. So, what have you guys learned to help you uh, strengthen your mental along along the years? I would um, say, I would say, just control what you can control, and really work on it. Let's say we in the game. There's there's rain. There's rain for everybody. You can't control that. So you can't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it sounds like familiar maybe, like everybody's saying it, but like it's really like control what you can control. Can you control how well your defense is playing when, you, when you're a receiver? Can you control how well your offense is playing when you're a DB or a defensive player? You can't. All you can see that you're given, you have to give your best and you have to be the best at the moment they come. How do you how do you control that? Practicing with intent, so you know what you're capable of, and 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 you have confidence. And it doesn't matter if you if you up thirty or if you if you're down thirty, you still know and you still believe that you can you can do the work and you can you can make plays and you can and and you can be an asset to your team. So you have to control what you can control. If you come and you and you play with intent. Um, you come to practice with intent and you play like you practice. You really prepare your, your, your weekend success all around the week. Everything that you put in investment. When you're young, you, you, don't, you don't understand like how valuable like time is, how valuable like any practices is. And if you just, you, you, and, and a career is short. So you only have that many opportunities like to play football, like how many games you play in your entire life, you know? So every practice is really, 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 really important. And um, you have to control what you can control. And you have to focus only on that, solely on that. That's what I can do. And, uh, and that will help you out like, with all the, 
you know, like when, when, when you say, hey, we could have done this, we could have done that. What, what could I have done better? I cannot practice. I cannot prepare. I cannot, how can I help my team to win? And uh, how can I put myself in the best position to help my team and to win? This is what's important. What you, you can control, not anything else. Yeah. Well, uh, like Dolly said, control we control. But one of my favorite sayings as a DB is kind of like, one hot day doesn't make a summer. So, you know, in a short term, like if somebody has one catch on you, no matter what, like that's fine. You're a DB. Like they're going to have a catch on you. They get paid too. But, you know, how do you bounce back? And like, how do you respond to that? So next time you get an opportunity, go make that play instead. Don't let it be, you know, hot summer all the time. So just make sure, you know, <laughs> You know, just keep bouncing back. Like, I've had plenty of bad games in my career, and, I, you know, I just kind of let that beat me down. And, you know, like, oh, this guy had one catch on me. And then I completely negate maybe that, you know, I had a 10 tackle, three breakup, whatever type of game because one guy had a catch on me to piss me off. And, yeah, I'm competitive. I don't like it. But rather than dwelling on it, you know, find a way to learn from it. So that, yeah, I just like that expression, one hot day doesn't make a summer. So just, you know, bring that to your game too. Just because you get beat once, don't let them get beat twice. You get it next time. Awesome. Uh, well, to, to both of you, to, to you, William, and to you, Anthony, I would like to thank you both for coming on uh, and, and taking your time out of your day to sit down and, and talk with me for this uh, podcast episode. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lost in the Game podcast. I hope you enjoyed I will resume recording episodes after the holiday season. So until next time, I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And as always, peace, love.